It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Daniels, back at you for another Locked On Wizards podcast episode on today's show. We're going to be talking about some more Wizards trade rumors. Chase Hughes, our guy, dropped an article today speaking about who executives feel like are the two most likely guys to be traded off of the Wizards, what areas the Wizards may be looking to shore up through the trade deadline, and Jeremy Grant, DeMontis Sabonis. We know those guys are of interest. So let's get right into it. are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your boy, Delonte Daniels, back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, guys, that trade deadline is getting closer. It is getting closer. And I'm excited. You know, we hear a lot of things from the Wizards and who they may be interested in. I said this before. It would suck if it's just some mid-level type of trade, like a Dorian Finney-Smith, who isn't a bad player by any means, but... Uh, you know, consolidation type of trade. That would be kind of a letdown. I think we all would agree with that. But Chase Hughes dropped an article today. And I think the most interesting thing that came out of that was who he said executives around the league believe would be the most likely guys to be dealt away. And he said executives around the league believe the two players most likely the Wizards are going to trade would be Montrez Harrell and Davies Bertans. Now, we've spoken about Montrez Harrell in the trade rumor a plethora of times on this show. And it's 
it's so conflicting because I feel like Montrez Hill is a very, he's an important piece of the team. And we've seen him in games like against the 76ers last night and games against the Milwaukee Bucks. He can have games where he's just effective. He comes in, can close the game and teams struggle to guard him. You know, and he had the push shot going last night against the 76ers and they couldn't do anything with it. And a stretch during that Bucks game, they couldn't do anything with Montrez either. But when you look at the logistics of things, expiring contract, you can help stir up some holes potentially that the team has. You already talk about the Daniel Gaffer thing with his decrease in playing time and the collection of DMPs, which recently changed because Thomas Bryan got hurt. It's just difficult. It's difficult to carry three centers. And it's difficult to just that's why they that's why they just narrowed it down to two. Wes said, I want to play two, and Daniel Gaffer was the odd man out. And I think a big part of that was because they were showcasing guys like Montrez Harrell and Thomas Bryant, but I think mainly Montrez Harrell. I, I I think he's gonna be gone. Me personally, I would not be surprised to see him be gone. Now, there's also been things where you talk about chemistry. Could it be a chemistry thing? You, you know, with him and KCP, they had a the little locker room kerfuffle, if you may call it that. It could be a, mo- a multitude of things outside of just him being on an expiring deal, etc. You clear up that space at the center position. TB and Daniel Gafford will be your guys. And who knows? Maybe somebody will give you a first-round pick, potentially. Who knows with that? Now, secondly, Davies Bertans. He's a guy that I thought the Wizards may have to hold on to by default because he's making, I believe, around what, 16 mil? He's making 16 mil or something like that. And he's collecting DMPs right now. He's collecting DMPs. He's a shooter who's been struggling to shoot. And I'm not surprised by that, especially this year, because you have a Wizards offense that was slower in pace that wasn't as fast in transition like in a Scott Brooks offense with Russ and in years past with Ish Smith. So it's definitely tougher for a guy like Davies Bertans who could be better fit in an offense that is out there running and gunning. Like the Lakers, for example, back with Russ, an offense that's running gun, or the Charlotte Hornets, an offense that's getting out there and running the floor and getting open transition threes. The Wizards didn't really get a lot of those open chances and open transition threes this year and this season so far. So I'm not surprised he really has like really struggled to the point where he's not even getting playing time anymore. So if you can find a way to get off Bertans, 100%, you do it. It just depends on who, I mean, what do you have to give up for a team to take on that contract for a guy who's been struggling and, you know, his numbers are low. So those are some interesting things, man. Those are definitely interesting things right there. Montrez Harrell, Davies Bertans, we knew Montrez Harrell especially was like probably number one on everybody's list as a guy, if someone was to go, would be the guy to go. But like Montrez Harrell was was definitely the number one guy there. And Davies Bertans, I don't think anybody would have any, you know, sadness in their heart if he was to get traded. So... All in all, we'll see once again when it hits February 10th and that deadline comes if Montrez Harrell will be at the door or Davies Bertans will be at the door. I think it'll be a little easier to trade Montrez Harrell 
than it would be Davies Bertans for obvious reasons. But before we get to talking about DeMontis Sabonis and Bradley Bill from Chase's article as well, and also Bradley Bill All-Star status, the reserves were just named not too long ago before I started recording. So we'll get all into that very soon. But first, we do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And guys, I'm going to thank you again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Well, guys, to continue, before I actually get continue with Chase Hughes' article, Bradley Bill did not make the All-Star game. Now, I don't think that's a shock to anybody. The Eastern Conference reserves ended up being Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, who I really like, and I'm really happy that he got this opportunity to get to his first All-Star game. He's definitely deserved it. He's been hooping. Cleveland has shocked so many people this season. James Harden, uh, you know, he hasn't been... It's definitely a drop-off for James Harden's status. And then last game, he had like four points. Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Vliet. I think that's his first All-Star appearance as well. So it's no surprise there that Bradley Bill has just happened to not get the love. You know, the coaches didn't get him in. And I don't think that's shocking to anybody. He has struggled this season. His numbers have dropped off. The Wizards are in a, a just a spiral right now currently. And I'm not surprised. That's really all I have to say about it. I'm not surprised that he didn't get the all-star vote. Um, It's tough, you know, coming from leading Eastern guards last season and all NBA last season to 
not even getting an all-star reserve shot this season. It's crazy how things can change up for a year. But to talk about Bradley Bill, Chase Huge spoke in his article about Bradley Bill's future as well. He said the expectation around the NBA remains that the Wizards will not trade Bradley Bill and will instead take contract negotiations into the offseason. And to speak more about these Bradley Bill, you know, just the trade negotiations, I think one of the things really when it comes to Bradley Bill that annoys fans, and I I can agree with them, is the Wizards will be struggling, and then Bradley Bill is struggling. And then it'll be something that comes out saying, oh, Bradley Bill is considering his offense. He's not committing or he's he's weighing his options more than ever before. And it just makes you roll your eyes because it's like the guy's not playing that good. The team is in a downfall. And then we get news talking about the guy is weighing his options or he's not completely slamming the door. And it irritates people. And it's like, man, just get the guy out. And so I understand why people would be a little irritated by that and just the timing of things because it would be one thing if in the past, you know how Bradley Bell was dropping about 30 and the team was bad. It's like Brad, Bradley Bill is hooping and they're losing because nobody else is up to that level. So you can't really do anything about that. Now he's not hooping is up to his expected range. And it flips. It's like the Wizards are bad and he's bad. And then he's talking about, yeah, I don't know about commitment and all that. I'm making the best decision. It gets a little irritating. So I think people got to understand fans' frustration with that and just those comments when you're coming, when it's coming from a guy who's been struggling on the struggling team. But another two guys for the trade deadline is DeMontis Sabonis and Jeremy Grant. Chase Hughes also said in his article, with Sabonis, it will be an interesting fit. Uh, It will be a little more tough, and I agree too, that it will be a little more tougher to get DeMontis Sabonis because he does have a team-friendly contract, and you will probably have to give up a little bit more. I don't know if you want to give up Denny Avdia. I don't know if you want to give up uh, Thomas Bryant or Rui Hachimura for Sabonis. I think, obviously, he's the number one guy for Wizards fans. Like, out of all the trade targets, I think Sabonis is the guy that they're like, okay, go get him because he's the best guy you could possibly get right now. All-star. Didn't make the all-star this year, but I I definitely would be in that camp too. But the question is, once again, are you ready to give up a young guy like Denny Avdia, Thomas Bryant, you know, their pick situation is tied up because of the John Wall Russell Westbrook trade. So it's an interesting thing with DeMontis Sabonis. Obviously, I think he will be a good pickup. You do have to worry about, you talk about the Wizards being bad defensively now. <laughs> that doesn't really help you getting Sabonis on the defensive side of things. That doesn't really strengthen that. Like, say, a Jeremy Grant would. Jeremy Grant would help you out defensively. He's more of a versatile wing, familiar with the area of D.C., familiar with Wes Unsell Jr., his coaching style. And I I think that would be more realistic for the Wizards than Sabonis, in my personal opinion. But then you have to worry about the contract thing. But I say all these things, and I still say, go do something, Wizards. You know, I can make all these but, if, ands. 
And then I can't, I say all that, and then I'll be the main one upset when they go do a consolidation trade or just a, a mid-level trade. So once again, Jeremy Grant or Sabonis, make your choice. Now, I think the fans will be a little more upset if you're giving up a Denny Avdia or a Thomas Bryant or a Hachimura, for example, for a guy like Grant, because Grant isn't somebody you look at as a needle mover. And not saying Sabonis is that much of a needle mover, but I think they will be a little bit more okay with giving up a younger guy for Sabonis rather than Jeremy Grant. So that that'll be interesting as well to see if they get if they either choose either one of them. We've been hearing about Sabonis and Grant for a while now, and I know people Wizards fans have their hopes up. I know they have their hopes up that they open up their phone and they get the notification saying the Wizards have traded Blase Blah for Sabonis or traded Blase Blah for Jeremy Grant. So it'll be interesting, man. I'm expecting the Wizards once again to make a move, be aggressive, because this season is sinking fast. <laughs> they they played well in Milwaukee and they played well in Philly, but in totality, the season is in a, in a sh- very straight downfall right now. So they need to get it together. But guys, before I end this episode off, I am going to be talking about the Wizards next game. But before we get into that, I do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bill Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut Albin, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Guys, uh, also, 
want to thank you again for making Locked On Wizards your second first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, the Wizards' next game, it gets tougher. It gets tougher. You go from Giannis to Embiid to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's at home. You get that. But it's going to be tough. And if we're talking about some quick keys to the game, keep the turnovers low. Keep the turnovers low for sure. Do your best to try to defend the three-point line. And once again, do your best to try to protect that paint. You know, you can't let guys like Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton pick you apart in the pick and roll because that is something you do have to worry about. You can't let Devin Booker go crazy, even though it'll be a little hard to contain him because he has been playing really good basketball as of late. And Chris Paul has just been diming as of late. 13, 12, 14, 15 assist game. He's been going crazy. And we all know the Suns have a very good team. Now, if the Wizards can shoot the ball like they did against the 76ers, I believe against the 76ers, they shot 41% from the three. If they can do that again, that will be lovely. But I'm not banking on the Wizards shooting 41% from the three in this game. I just hope, once again, that they keep the turnovers low. They had eight against the 76ers. You can't have 12, 13, 14 turnovers against the Suns. They will get out, get a lead, and crush you. So you got to toughen up in that paint. Make it make life hard for guys like DeAndre Ayton, JaVale McGee. And also, you really got to, you got to, Denny, I know he's going to be tasked with sticking Devin Booker at times. It's going to be tough, man. It's really going to be a tough feat. But, hey, nobody thought they would beat the 76ers. Maybe they can get it done against the Phoenix Suns. But, guys, that is all we have for you today. And before we go, I will say, that the Wizards lose this game. I do think they lose this game. If I had a bold prediction, though, I will say Daniel Gaffer gets a double-double. I don't remember the last time he had a double-double. I would say he gets 10 and 10. I say 10 and 10 or maybe 12 and 10 from Daniel Gaffer. But, guys, once again, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On, which is your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hopefully, guys, the next time I'm back with you, we'll be talking about a Wizards dub. Somehow, some way. A Wizards dub against the Suns, man. And I will see you guys later. Peace. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said.
done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.